I feel like what's going on is like in a national park or something, you know, where they preserve the moose. That's Derek Smalls from Spinal Tap, but the question is about the Heritage Act of uh, that Spinal Tap had become, or the question of that, and um, the same could be said of Limp Biscuit, who have a new album, Still Sucks. There's the false modesty thing going on. Still sucks, yeah. There are two things, really. There's the there's the self-deprecation, which is fine, and there's the the view that I have, which is that, yes, they still do. Now, um, Limp Bizkit were always... Uh, I mean, there were sort of two parts, really. I didn't like Fred Durst's rapping. I didn't... I, I thought that um, rap metal, I was into rap metal, was a very specific kind of skill, and I didn't think always that Fred Durst had that. He made They made a load of money, and there was lots of conspicuous consumption or sort of pushing in your face conspicuous consumption of, well, you know, we may be, you may not like us, but we make loads of cash. And they did, for a certain extent. I had $3 bill, y'all. You know, I had that. And um, quite liked it for a, for a few minutes. And, you know, I understood that um, Chocolate Starfish and the Hot Dog Smelling Water, haha, was a big success. And the other part of this, of course, is Wes Borland, who's more interesting around riffs and musical views and views of the business and all of that and um, the band are more successful when he's there I didn't know that the band was still producing stuff maybe it's stuff that is not really maybe it's stuff that is a conglomeration of other stuff I don't know but they've certainly got albums that have been produced recently. This has been in development since 2012. 2012! They said they wanted to have more of a sort of Paul's Boutique, um, Beastie Boys Paul's Boutique way of working on it, bringing lots of different elements in, I presume. Paul's Boutique is a superb, genre-shattering rap album. This is not that. This is what Limp Bizkit did before, and in these days, I suspect people don't want them to do it again. Um, at one point it came out, apparently, and Fred Durst said, it's up to the fans to find it. Well, here it is. It's out. It's finally out. <coughs> yeah, that's about it, really. I mean, it's a heritage situation. People have moved on. And... I'm reviewing this because it's an oddity. Because um, I remember them from the past and wondered whether they had perhaps looked at the charts and rushed towards it. And I suppose they can't win because if they'd done that, I'd be saying, there you are, trying to jump on the curve, bandwagon jumpers. But because they've stuck to their core sound, I'm thinking, well, we, we have moved on from that. If they produce something different, you know, then that would be much more interesting. You know, it's uh, it's sort of the sort of line of least resistance. This, although there is, there are some good moments in it. The first track, "Out of Style," quite right, has a pushed and a pulled riff, bit of scratching in there, and it's nice to hear that in a sort of nostalgic way. Though the rapping, Fred Durst's rapping, is just 
not. Um, it's what you'd expect from the past. And we've already had that. You know, famously, when they came back on, on stage recently, he had that big grey handlebar tash. Not a Zapata, a handlebar. It was a big one. And um, things like Dirty Rotten Biscuit have a huge, churning, roiling riff. That's good, you know. A big beat, a big rap, you know. And a kind of floaty middle that you might expect from Limp Bizkit. Dad vibes. You have to make a comment, of course, on where you are. And it's got a nice beat to it, but then the, the rap is just old gangster rap stuff. You know, this is the kind of stuff that Mother Loving Ice Tea was doing back in the day. And, um, and I'll use that phrase because it is nostalgic, back in the day. And, you know, it's the old G-funk stuff and all that without the funk. They've also, though, got a bit of whiny stuff in here. Don't change is a kind of whiny acoustic thing. Love the haters, a short piece about, I love that you haters. Well, that might have been in the past, but I suspect there are very few people who are bothering with this now. I'm only bothering because I remember you, and it's a little bit of um, an interest to me, but only a little bit. So all that, we don't, you, you, you don't like us, we don't care. We don't care, I suspect, in quite large amounts. Snacky Poo's the best thing on here. Why? Because it has a nice, tight, groovy beat. And it makes me move. And at their best, that's what Limp Bizkit were. And it worked really well with a kind of stuttering, skittering riff. That's not really apparent here. And then Goodbye sounds like no doubt. If you really wanted to say, we are a heritage act, remember when we were actually a bit big, then no doubt's the... Is the band that you want to be looking at. You know, they, they'd be band fellows, they'd be around at the same time. No doubt aren't around anymore. <laughs> it's just a bit of a shame, really. Some of this works, but not very often. It's reminiscent of Kid Rock, and that kind of thing worked for five minutes as well. Doesn't work now. And he's moved somewhere else. So the country rock rap thing um this sounds like rap rock you know it sounds like it was in the late 90s it's almost as if the new kind of rapping a more flowing urban rapping with a with a, a, a much sparser backing had never happened now in some ways i wish it hadn't because i don't like it but i don't like this now either <sighs> The more things change, the more they stay the same. And nostalgia ain't what it used to be. And other homilies of that nature. Because that's the kind of thing that this album brings out in me. Ta-ta. Ta-ta.